your Locked on the New York Rangers, your daily podcast on the New York Rangers. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back, Blue Shirts fans, to episode number 361 of the Locked On New York Rangers podcast. I'm your host, John Chick. Today's episode of Locked On New York Rangers is brought to you by Built Bar. Go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKED15 and you will get 15% off your next order. That song you were hearing right now is, of course, Leave the Lights On from our good friends at Pacifier. You can check those guys out anywhere you get your music. And today, very special treat, a first on Locked On New York Rangers, a crossover with Jay Forster from Locked On Blue Jackets. It just kind of felt like the time was right for a Ranger Blue Jacket crossover. You consider the fact that John Davidson is on his way from the Rangers back to the Columbus Blue Jackets, as well as the fact that John Tortorella was recently fired as head coach of the Blue Jackets, and he's at least one of the candidates. I don't know that he's necessarily a front runner, but I suppose it can't be ruled out. He's at least one of the candidates to become, once again, the next head coach of the New York Rangers. And so we talk about that for quite a while, and then we also get into a little bit of the uh, Stanley Cup playoff action that's happened thus far. And just for some context, uh, Jay and I recorded this conversation on Saturday afternoon. So anything that happens after that, as far as, you know, the playoffs or anything like that, uh, not going to be covered here. But yeah, I mean, just a general overview of the Stanley Cup playoffs. And like we said, just kind of the state of both franchises, looking at the Jack Eichel sweepstakes, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And this is going to be part one of a two-part conversation once again with Mr. Jay Forrester of Locked On Columbus Blue Jackets. Enjoy. All right. Welcome back, Ranger fans and Blue Jacket fans. We got a special crossover episode for you guys today. This is John Chick with Locked On New York Rangers. Joined by Jay Forrester of Locked On Blue Jackets. Jay, how are we doing today? Uh, we're doing okay. It is uh, pouring rain here, so I hope the weather's a little bit better for you. But Yeah, it's, it's pretty nice over here today. No complaints. Obviously, I think we'd both be having a little bit more fun if our teams were in the playoffs right now. But, uh, you know, we'll talk about the Stanley Cup playoffs a little bit. But the first thing I wanted to ask you about was, um, you know, obviously John Davidson recently fired the Rangers basically clean house. JD gets fired. Uh, Jeff Gorton gets fired, David Quinn gets fired, but J.D. goes right back to the Columbus Blue Jackets where he previously was. Uh, what were your thoughts there? Were you excited to hear that, uh, you know, J.D. was coming back to Columbus? Um, I I was kind of neutral on it at first, I think. Um, I wasn't surprised. I figured that was probably what's going to happen. Um, I I don't really have any problems with with John Davidson, like, as as it stands in terms of, like, what he did when he was in Columbus. I thought, you know... Clearly, he's a guy that's got a lot of respect around the league. Guys seem to really like him. Um, I think it'll take some of the pressure off of Yama Kakalainen in terms of having, you know, he's got a lot of things to juggle because he was he was doing the uh, John Davidson's job and GMing at the same time. So I think it, it'll be good in terms of, like, taking a little bit of pressure off. Um, I'm not super enthused with the way some of the things were handled in in New York, um, obviously, all these reports coming out of how um, he, he and um, the Rangers GM were apparently trying to put as much distance between them and that statement that the Rangers put out about George Paros as possible, which kind of didn't sit right with me. But like, like I said, I didn't have any problems with with John Davidson when uh, when he was with Columbus. I don't know that we'll hear a lot from him now that he's back with Columbus in terms of like. Like as a as a fan, as someone who covers the team, I think we'll get a lot more from the coach and the GM than we will from 
from John Davidson. So, yeah, that whole thing was really kind of strange because when the statement was released by the Rangers, I think you know, and then of course those two get fired. I think it was the very next day, Gordon and JD. And you're kind of thinking like, oh, shoot, did they put out that statement and that caused them to be fired? And then you find out that it was almost kind of the opposite, that they tried to kind of distance themselves from uh, from that statement. And lo and behold, they're gone. And, and J.D., just like that, you blink your eyes and, uh, you know, he's back with Columbus. But, you know, speaking of somebody with a history of both with Columbus and with the Rangers, uh, John Tortorella, I mean, we could probably talk about him for the entire episode. He gives you no shortage of things to talk about. But um, just your thoughts on his tenure as the Blue Jackets head coach, I believe six years with the team and, um, you know, had them in the playoffs for four straight years. But obviously you guys miss it this year. So, yeah, I mean, just any thoughts on the firing of John Tortorella? I mean, was this kind of inevitable that he was going to be let go? I know they kind of framed it as, you know, a mutual parting, but for all intents and purposes, he was basically fired. Yeah, it it was very much like uh, uh, we've mutually agreed to part ways. But I think I've been saying kind of what that means is that Yamakakalina has like, basically changed all the locks while John Tortorella was out and then has turned all the lights off when he's come home and pretended not to be there. Um, <laughs> is kind of, is kind of how I, how I've been thinking of it. Yeah. I, I've been like a, a very kind of pro Tortorella guy for most of his tenure in Columbus. I wasn't super happy when we hired him. I don't think um, many people were, I think a lot of people still had that kind of image in their head of the guy that coached in Vancouver and, yeah. As we kind of got used to him, we realized, okay, he's not not that guy anymore. He kind of he took a year out. I think it's pretty obvious that he's, you know, dealt with a lot of his anger issues, gone to anger management, gone to therapy, whatever. Um, he was he was a, a very different coach to what I was expecting. Um, and yeah, he kind of he put some respect on the Blue Jackets name, I think. Absolutely. Um, yeah. You know, we were we were a joke and then yeah. We made the playoffs four straight years with him. Obviously, this season was kind of a bit of a downer, but like you, you I mean, you, John Tortorella was was with the Rangers for for a long time. You know, you know what what kind of coach he is. You know, you know, guys will run through a wall for John Tortorella. Yeah, he basically gives them no choice because if they don't run through a wall, they're going to be finding their their way onto the bench or you know being a healthy scratch or whatever it might be. But you know, it's kind of interesting because there's all these rumors now. Of course, both of our teams are looking for a new head coach. And, um, you know, Ranger fans seem to be kind of divided on Tortorella. There's some people that would seemingly like to welcome him back. And there's other people who want to go in a different direction. But, um, yeah, I mean, it, the, the whole situation is just pretty crazy. I want to get your thoughts on uh, the Blue Jackets as far as uh, their head coaching search. I mean, is there anybody that you would like to see them bring in? Or have you heard that they're leaning one way or another? I mean, just just any thoughts on who the Blue Jackets' next head coach could be? Uh, yeah, I kind of it's it's a uh, it's interesting. People, I keep I keep getting asked that a lot of like, oh, so who do you who do you think is going to be the head coach? What, what rumors have you heard? Who do you think it's going to be? And those are all kind of I think it's three three very different answers. Um, there's a lot of talk about um, Gerard Gallant coming yeah. back to Columbus, which I wouldn't hate. But and again, I've kind of I've talked about this at length on my podcast. I'm tired of just the same thirty five guys being passed around the league you know i think we need we need someone new you know new york did it a few years ago with david quinn you know obviously it didn't work out but at the time i was like oh this is this is such a great hire you know he's coming from uh a championship background with um his ncaa career it's it was it was someone new, and that's kind of that's what I'm hoping for. Either someone from uh, an NCAA coach, or um, with Yama Kekalainen being 
the only European GM in the league. I wouldn't be surprised if he has his eye on um, someone Finnish or um, there was a, a Swedish guy's name being thrown around. And I can't remember his name at the minute, but there's this kind of two guys that people are thinking in terms of in terms of European coaches, and I wouldn't hate either of them. Um, a couple of people seem to be trying to manifest Mike Babcock to the Blue Jackets, and like if that happens, I do think I will just walk into the ocean and never come back. Like <laughs> I want that's the opposite of what I want, you know? Yeah, yeah, I hear you, man. You know, but Mike Babcock has kind of been rumored uh, as one of the names that the Rangers might be looking at. I don't know that he's necessarily a front runner, but I'm with you. He's not really somebody that's at the top of my list. I think for the Rangers. Uh, I would definitely like to see Jared Gallant get another chance. I think he eventually deserves another chance in this league, whether it's the Rangers, whether it's the Blue Jackets, whether it's with some other team. I always just kind of like marvel at the fact that, you know, he becomes the first head coach of the Knights in their history and he takes them to the finals in their first year. Like that was absolutely crazy. And then he gets fired a year and a half later. And I'm like, all right, well, what was up with that? Like, how does that even happen? I thought he also got kind of a bad deal with the Florida Panthers. You know, he had, he led them to one of their best seasons ever. And then he gets fired in the middle of the next season. So I wouldn't mind seeing Gallant get another chance. Today's episode of Locked On New York Rangers is brought to you by Credit Karma. Credit Karma has always been there to help you make better financial decisions. And now they want to help even more. With a Credit Karma money spend account, you can be rewarded for good money habits. Who doesn't want instant gratification? If you're looking for satisfaction, there's no need to wait. With Credit Karma money, you could win cash reimbursements for debit purchases. Credit Karma money is a brand new checking account where you can win cash reimbursements for making purchases. Open your FDIC insured spend account for free. There's no minimum balance requirements, no overdraft fees, and free withdrawals from a network of over 50,000 ATMs. Credit Karma money. Progress starts here. Right now, visit creditkarma.com slash winmoney to open your free account and start winning instant karma. Go to creditkarma.com slash winmoney to sign up for free and start winning instant karma. That's creditkarma.com slash winmoney. Instant karma is sponsored by Credit Karma. No purchase necessary. Exclusions and terms apply. See rules. Banking services provided by MVB Bank Incorporated. Member FDIC. Maximum balance and transfer limits apply. Today's episode of Locked On New York Rangers is brought to you by Lucy. Lucy Nicotine is a company founded by Caltech scientists and former smokers looking for a better and cleaner nicotine alternative. Finally, tobacco alternatives that don't suck. Researched and developed for three years to be made for people, not patients. Lucy has created a nicotine gum with four milligrams of nicotine that comes in three flavors, wintergreen, cinnamon, and pomegranate. Lucy also has a lozenge with four milligrams of nicotine that comes in three flavors, cherry ice, citrus, and mint. Products can be enjoyed anywhere, on flights, at work, on the go, or even in the gym. Lucy lozenges and gums are also FSA and HSA eligible, so you can spend pre-tax dollars on them. Locked on NHL Network listeners, go to lucy.co and use promo code LOCKEDONNHL to get 20% off all products on your first order, including gum or lozenges. That's lucy.co and use promo code LOCKEDONNHL at checkout. Also, I have to give this disclaimer. Warning, this product contains nicotine derived from tobacco. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Go to lucy.co and be sure to use that promo code locked on NHL. You know, one other name that I have to ask you about, and, you know, especially if we're kind of connecting the dots here, obviously, JD, back with you guys, he's the president. Um, would you be at all interested in David Quinn? Because obviously the two of them worked with the Rangers. I mean, do you like Quinn? Would you rather them go with somebody else? Any, any thoughts on David Quinn? Um, 
it has kind of crossed my mind. I haven't, I'm not going to lie. I don't know. Like, I don't know a lot about kind of his coaching style. Yeah. Um, so I don't know how well it would kind of gel with the, with the blue jackets. But I think one of the issues that I had with Tortorella um, kind of towards the end of his tenure is that he seemed like he was coaching a different team. I think he was still coaching the team that we had in 2016, which was very much a um, like blue collar, like working yeah. class, like defense first. We didn't have, you know, a, we didn't have a Patrick Line or anything like that when John Tortorella took over. And I think he has, it's either he's been unwilling or unable to kind of adapt his systems to the team that we have now, which, you know, again, we've got Patrick Line, who's a potential 50 goal scorer in this league. Um, Cam Atkinson scored 40 goals a couple of seasons ago. Um, kind of the emergence of a guy like Oliver Bjorkstrand, who's kind of really quietly becoming one of the best, one of the best players on the team. Like he led the team in in scoring this season. He led the team in scoring last season. So I think there's a there was a real disconnect between Tortorella's coaching and the team that we have. So if David Quinn is a guy that uh, I think one of the things I want from a head coach is I want them to be adaptable because, yeah. and again, I'm, I'm sure that you, you know this, you know, from, from seeing Tortorella with the Rangers, Tortorella's a good coach, but he's also a very inflexible coach. Um, yes. And so I think yes. we need a guy that's a little bit, we need a guy that is a little bit more um, willing to bend. I think, you know, it's, it's, uh, yeah. we need a guy that's willing to give young players the freedom to make mistakes without kind of the fear of being kind of being benched or being talked about in post game. Um, and that was kind of, that was, that was the main issue I had with John Tortorella. So if David Quinn is a guy that can help us develop our young talent and not kind of crush the, um, the, the fun out of our like, high scoring forwards you know if we could get kind of a Panarin type career out of Patrick Laine I would be I would be thrilled um, oh yeah I was thinking about this the other day actually and I was gonna I was gonna bring this up um I was I've basically decided that my plan for this offseason my hope for this offseason is chaos um <laughs> you know with in terms of the playoffs I want like upsets we can talk about that in a little bit but I want like all of the underdogs to win and stuff and I've been thinking about just like trades that we could make that are just like not necessarily even the best for the team just in terms of like pure chaos and it was like 3am I couldn't sleep and I was like what if obviously John Davidson's coming back to um, Columbus potentially Tortorella's going to New York what if we just do a straight up line A for Panarin swap <laughs> I'm out man I'm out yeah <laughs> I, I, I like Lonnie <laughs> I like Lonnie you know I mean he's somebody who's obviously got just a ton of skill I think he's still at the stage of his career where he's kind of still kind of putting it all together, trying to become uh, you know a more consistent player. Because if you notice, both with Winnipeg and I believe with Columbus as well, very streaky player. You know, he'll he'll go through these stretches where he's just putting the puck in the net every single night, and then he'll kind of disappear for a while. So you know, I mean, I like Lane, but uh, sorry, can't do that one for you, Jay. <laughs> yeah, I, I figured it was it was it was um, it was worth a shot. Just wanted to take a minute to let you guys know that today's episode of Locked On New York Rangers is brought to you by Built Bar. It is the best tasting protein and energy bar that I have ever had. It's kind of hard to explain. You just have to experience it for yourself. It's got real chocolate, amazing flavors, 
And unlike a lot of other protein bars, energy bars, you don't need a gallon of water to get rid of that weird, funky aftertaste that sometimes comes with the other bars. It's just good, and it actually kind of tastes quite a bit like a candy bar. It has an amazing combination of low calories, high protein, and low sugar. There are no crazy additives, and if you compare it to the most popular men's bar, Cliff, it is half the calories, seven times fewer carbs, seven times fewer sugar grams, and more protein. How can it be that good and taste that good? I don't know. You just got to try it for yourself. Go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKED15, and you will get 15% off your first order. Use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. We just touched on Lonnie. I figure I might as well ask you about him. I mean, he obviously came over to you guys. I, I believe it was right near the trade deadline, the, the blockbuster deal Dubois for Lonnie. I mean, do you feel good about Lonnie's long-term prospects? Do you, do you think he eventually will become a Panarin-type player, or at least pretty close to that? Oh, yeah, for sure. I th- and again, like I talked about it a little bit before, like he's potentially a 50-goal scorer in yeah. this league. You know, he's he's set to be up there with, like, Ovechkin or Austin Matthews. I think he has that potential. I don't yep. think he's as good a player as either of them, but he is a pure goal scorer, which is not something that Columbus has had ever, really. Even when we had Pan- Panarin, you know, Panarin is, um, he was always more of a playmaker yeah. for us. Um, he's so, first, yeah. 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 But Line is, he is a guy that, again, like sometimes it feels like you watch him play and he could just, he scores at will. And then some nights you watch him and he's fighting the puck. So I think he has still got some growing to do. Um, I don't necessarily think he gelled very well with Tortorella, but I don't necessarily think that's on him. Uh, I think I will be very interested to see the how the next coach kind of works with him. And again, if we end up getting um, a guy like Yuko Yalanen, who is the head coach for the Finnish national team, worked very closely with Line and you know, knows him very well. I think a guy like that could get the best out of Patrick Line if we end up with um you know, uh again, I don't want to put this out into the world if we end up with like a Mike Babcock. I don't think I don't think that works out. I think Babcock and Line are not gonna gel in the way that yeah. Line and a different coach would. So I think it really does depend on who we kinda hire and who we want to be as a team next season. Um, and I think, yeah, Lainey's got some developing to do, but I do, I feel pretty good about his long-term prospects. Um, I don't know that he gets signed long-term this off-season. Um, I would be surprised if he gets anything more than, like, maybe seven or eight mil times three. Yeah, is, is kind of what what I'm what I'm expecting, um, which yep. is what I was expecting from Dubois before you know that all went that all went sour. So we'll see. It's it's tough because at the minute it's like Line is pretty low on the list of priorities. I think um, I wouldn't be surprised if we flip him for a center because we have none of them. We have like two and a half centers. Uh, it's, it's, and one of those is Max Doby, who doesn't really count, you know? So it's, we'll see. Um, yeah. I think long, long term, I think he is going to be a really good player. Whether he's a really good player with Columbus, I, I'm not sure. 
Yeah, I can definitely relate. You know, you mentioned kind of the lack of depth at center, and that's kind of where the Rangers, I would say that's probably overall, you know, looking up and down the roster, that's probably their biggest weakness. Um, they do have Mika Zibanejad, who obviously, you know, he struggled early in the season, but I think that was due quite a bit to, you know, having COVID in the offseason. He even said as much when the season ended. And then, of course, Ryan Strom, you know, him and Ryan, him and uh, Artemi Panarin have really clicked over these last couple of seasons. So, I mean, we've got two centers, you know, Philip Hedel has some potential, and then there's guys in the minors who came up at the end of the season, like Morgan Barron. But there's also an uncertain future there. You know, Mika Zibanejad is a free agent after next season. So, you know, I kind of pitched the idea, if you're the Rangers, maybe look to get something done with him this offseason rather than letting him play out the next year. And then, you know, his stats are back where you expect them to be. And you've got to deal with him being an unrestricted free agent. And you got to outbid all these other teams. If I, if I were the Rangers, I would re-sign Mika right here, right now in the offseason. And Strom, too. You know, he's going to be an unrestricted free agent at the end of uh, next season as well. So, Definitely a, a lot of question marks there. Um, I want to ask you too, um, Nick Foligno. So he was obviously traded to Toronto by you guys. Was it was it tough to say goodbye to him this past season? Because you know, I mean, obviously he'd been there for a long time and had been the captain and everything. Yeah, I, it's again, it's it's emotionally, I was inconsolable. Foligno <laughs> um, <laughs> is one of my all-time favorite Blue Jackets. Like, I have his jersey. I've been lucky enough to meet him and talk to him, and he's just such a great guy. I think he exemplifies Columbus Blue Jackets hockey in a way that not even Rick Nash did, I don't think, in, in kind of the Rick Nash heyday. And he's never going to be that 70. He had a 70-point season in 2014, I want to say. Um, and that was kind of, that was his all-star season. That was what really kind of, showed the the city who he was that was the that was what got him to be captain um and i think he is almost universally kind of one of the most um respected captains in the league um and so yeah like it sucked i i as a as a hockey decision i understand it i'm thrilled that we got a first round pick for him when you know taylor hall went for a second and anders bjork uh so that's you know as a as a hockey decision it was it was tough but i understood it um on like a just like a fan level on a on a human level like yeah it was it was tough to say goodbye um i can't believe i have to root for for toronto to <laughs> to get mcflino a cup um it's it's gonna be it's gonna be a long it's gonna be a long playoffs um i wouldn't be surprised if he is back in columbus next season though yeah, I mean, he, he's one of those guys. I, I kind of, I, I did a crossover. I think it was Joe DiBiase of Locked On Sabres. I remember talking to one of the other Locked On hosts about this, and I feel like uh, Nick Foligno was basically born to be the captain of a John Tortorella team. Obviously, Tortorella is not going to be with Columbus anymore, but yeah, I mean that that was just kind of a match made in heaven. Those two together. Yeah, and they got on really well. There was obviously that thing. I don't know how widespread that was outside of like the Columbus media, but it came out like. A couple of years ago, that in that first season of um, Tortorella being coach and uh, Felina being captain, John Tortorella basically sat him down and said, "I don't know that you could be the captain of this team." I think I um, remember that. Yeah, very brief. Uh, which, yeah, vaguely. Yeah, yeah, and which kind of shocked me. And then I thought about it, and I was like, "No, that's such a John Tortorella thing to do." Yep. And it's also <laughs> such a Nick Felino thing to do to basically be like, "Well, I'll show you that I can be a good captain." And Again, he's never had the kind of the offensive output that he had the season he, the season just before he got named captain. But 
the team is a better team with him. He's defensively really, really good. He was one of our stronger defensive forwards this season. Um, he can play wing. He can play centre. He's one of like three guys on the team that knows how to win a face-off. Um, I don't necessarily agree with a lot of the like the more physical side of his game. I don't like that he fights as much as he does. Um, I don't think if you like, I think if you're the captain, you shouldn't be fighting. Um, you know, and we can talk a little bit about whatever happened in Toronto the other night because that was just a mess. That I I got on. Um, I was on the the Locked On Ducks locker room immediately after it happened. I was talking to JD and Anders of Locked On Ducks about it, and I basically I said um, some not very family friendly words for about twenty minutes. I was <laughs> so, um, <laughs> but like all that aside, yeah, Felino I think was meant to be in Columbus and if he signs somewhere else this offseason I will understand but I will also be extremely sad about it all right so a big thanks to Mr. Jay Forster for teaming up for this crossover episode here today and a huge thanks to you guys as well for tuning into the Locked On New York Rangers podcast your team every day we will have part two of our conversation with Jay Forster that's gonna be Tuesday's episode it'll go live uh, at midnight on Monday Monday night going into Tuesday morning. So if anybody's up late, you can check that out. If not, you can check it out the next day. And for the rest of the week, going to look to line up a couple of more guests for you guys and also going to continue to dive into the Ranger impending free agents. We talked about Jack Johnson and Brennan Smith, who are the only two unrestricted free agents that the Rangers have this season. But we will continue to get into the restricted free agents list a little bit later this week as well. That's going to pretty much do it for today, though, guys. Once again, thank you as always for tuning in. If you'd like to get in touch with this podcast, please send an email to LockedOnNYRangers at gmail.com. Once again, that is LockedOnNYRangers at gmail.com. Com. Definitely give us a follow on Twitter as well, at LO underscore NY underscore Rangers. Once again, that is at LO underscore NY underscore Rangers. Thanks again, guys. I'll see you next time. Get all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes with the Locked On Today podcast. Host Peter Bukowski updates you on the latest news in every major sport with the help of our local experts. Follow the Locked On Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.